today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I guess we have to think about our predictions again, as I'm joined by Sarah Avampado on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or TLOPN, or TLOPN. How's everyone doing today? Welcome to this Sunday special episode. I did not originally plan on doing a Sunday episode, but then again, uh, we didn't plan on there being hockey this weekend. And we're recording this before the playoffs actually begin round two or right before yeah we'll, we'll go with that um don't forget you can hear this podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher make sure to rate comment subscribe and follow us on twitter and all that good stuff and yeah i'm joined by sarah avampado our favorite favorite frenemy from locked on kings and locked on nhl she hosts the monday show sarah how are you doing today I am super excited to get some more predictions really, really wrong. (laughs) So let's just quickly review how we did last time. Uh, We did not do well on our Eastern predictions. The only one we got right was Philadelphia. That was it. The rest of them, not so much. Columbus didn't win. Washington didn't win. Carolina didn't win. It is Philly, Tampa Bay, the Islanders, and the Boston Bruins. And then the West. Well, we did better on the West. For what it's worth, we had Calgary, then we had Vancouver, Colorado, Las Vegas, so at least we're correct on that. Listen, all of those Eastern Conference teams betrayed us, and (laughs) I will not forget this. She is mad, folks. She's she's on a mission today to go 4-4-4 on these predictions. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Before we get into our predictions, just to kind of, you know twist the knife a little bit more let's talk about the two games that took place on friday very quickly uh we'll start with the nightcap first it was the blues and the canucks this one was not close the canucks scored and scored often you heard that song blaring over and over and over again it it wasn't close was it it was not in this game i i am not ashamed to admit that i slept through it because I was tired. Uh, You're better off. You're better off. Yeah. And like, even though I was rooting for Vancouver, like, you know, I I didn't need to see that. And so I woke up and I was just like, oh man, like Vancouver, like destroyed them. (laughs) The early part of the game was the most exciting part. And that was it. That was it. Uh, Once Vancouver got off to that big lead, that was all she wrote towards the end. Third period was kind of a nothing burger. Vancouver ended up winning the game 6-2. 6-2. to two. They won that series four games to two. The more entertaining game was Philadelphia versus Montreal. That one was close all the way. So much fun that I will admit I was rooting for Philadelphia on this one. You got to give it up to the two former Ducks and the one former King on this one. I'm talking, of course, about the Elite 1C Derek Grant and former SoCal player Nate Thompson. We all remember Nate, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. I always forget that he used to be one of your large children. (laughs) That's the most accurate way to put it. (laughs) So what happened on that game? Uh, Well, everything. Everything happened. (laughs) Where do we begin? I mean, Nick Suzuki tried to save the day. He tried, but in the end, it didn't matter. Uh, Provorov and Hayes got scoring starter for Philly. Philly got off to a very quick 2-0 lead, and I thought, okay, they're off to that fast start. They're going to score five or six goals. This one's over. That's what I thought. Then Nick Suzuki scored a power play goal. Raffle got it 3-1. Suzuki brought it to 1. I really, 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 really thought they were going to tie it up. 
the way Nick Suzuki was carrying that team, I thought they were going to tie it up. And I just have to tip my cap to the young rookie. He's only 22 years old. He is the future of the Habs. He is just, he is so fun to watch. And like, I'm not even, this isn't even a like Laura from uh, Lockdown Canadians convinced me. Like I already knew about the, the legend of Nick Suzuki before he became a Canadian because he very briefly spent time with the Chicago Wolves. And so like, I'm glad to see his, his success, but I'm also really, really glad as like tough as it is to see Max Pacioretty all the time on Vegas. Um, I'm really glad that Nick Suzuki is out of the Western Conference because he is looking like someone who's going to grow up essentially to be a star for that Canadians team. He's going to terrorize that division. And I really am just very glad that he's over there. And we out here on the Western Conference only have to see him twice a year. (laughs) But at least you got to see him up close once or twice. Yes. (laughs) His, His game is about the same as you remember it, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh, I mean better because he's yeah. he's matured. But he just like even the few brief games and like practices that I saw him uh, as a Chicago Wolf, just like no fear, no like you know it di- it didn't matter to him that he was a teenager playing in AHL, you know, against like much larger older men. Like he just attacked it with like it, it just looks like he's having fun. He is, and like that's 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 such a good quality in in a young hockey player to see to like that they're not already like you know yeah he he generally has a lot of fun out on the hockey rink uh the one time he did not have fun during this game was towards (laughs) the very end you're you're chuckling at this so with 10 seconds left the final face-off is there and former duck and king nate thompson won the face-off basically froze the puck right in the corner and that sealed it for the flyers they won that game three to two they won the series 4-2, to but that wasn't the big moment. No, the big moment came six seconds after the final horn went off. When former Duck, the hashtag Elite1C, Derek Grant, he kind of uh, gave a little pat on the head to Nick Suzuki to say, there, 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 there. <laughs> it, it was hilarious. I know you're chuckling, so what do you want to say about that move? From Derek well, Grant. I, it, it was it was very much like turnabout as fair play because Suzuki did the same thing to uh, Carter Hart uh, to Carter Hart after he scored on him, uh, and so you know I, I love the little callback. I love like it is like you know super petty dumb stuff, but you know sometimes hot like hot, like I would much prefer that. I to, love like, the petty. I yeah, love it. Yeah, I'd much rather see that level of like petty than like the name calling or fighting for your honor or whatever. Like, no, give me like sarcastic, dumb head pats. That is way better. But that's the kind of thing Derek Grant would do. He's not going to try to fight you or get under your skin. He's just going to do something that will annoy you, but be a little bit funny. That's the kind of guy Derek Grant is. And of course he would do that. And I'm glad he did that. Yeah. And of course it was your boy. (laughs) (laughs) He's the elite one C. How can you not love him? (laughs) <laughs> so ducks ducks fans out there if you're listening you know we had our crossover with the gals from locked on flyers last week and they gave a very compelling and convincing argument why ducks fans should root for the flyers this just adds to the reason <laughs> it adds to it all right we're gonna head to a break and coming up after the first intermission we're gonna get some predictions out oh boy mm-hmm. See Uh-oh. how we do. 
Stay locked in. Oh, hello there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'm joined once again by, oh, hey, look at that. It's a puppy here. Hi, puppy. Oh, it's Sarah Avampado from everybody's favorite podcast about the Kings, Locked On LA Kings. How is it going? Are you ready to make some predictions? Is the puppy also going to make predictions? She's knocked out right now. Oh, <laughs> She came in and then just plopped to the ground. Bark once for the stars. I know. Bark twice. <laughs> oh, geez. So just to just to you know be a little bit silly here. So I've been walking the dogs a lot recently, even though it has been hot as balls out here, and we've had our fires and whatnot. We decided to go to Bass Pro Shop Outdoor World because they actually allow dogs in there. Oh. And every and everybody loves dogs there, and I just want there to you know, get some mountain supply stuff because I actually come to the mountains prepared, people. Don't go to the mountains unprepared. Don't do it, people. Nice throwback. <laughs> Thank you. So I, I just had to buy some stuff out there, bought some supplies. That's fine. I didn't know that dogs were allowed there until last week. So when I brought Zuri in there, she's like, ooh, this is fun. Ooh, there's a large fish tank. Ooh, there's dog stuff. There's actually a dog section in Bass Pro Shops. It's kind of cool. That's amazing. You didn't know that? No. Well, I mean, I, would you like to know the number of times I've been in a Bass Pro Shop? I think it's one. <laughs> yeah, there there is legit a dog section in there. It's pretty awesome. I think it's geared more towards, like, hunting-type dogs because they're <laughs> much bigger bones and much bigger trees than what my dog is. But you know what? She went to the top of Mount Baldy. She may be small. She may be She's an adventure dog. Exactly. She's an adventure dog. All right. So I'm kind of stalling for time here. Um, <laughs> this kind of came unexpectedly. We expected the playoffs for the second round to begin on Sunday or Monday. We did not foresee Saturday coming, did we? We didn't. And I mean, I feel like I feel like that was a big oversight on our part because really this offseason has been like whatever weird things can happen are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like maybe we should have planned for that, but... No, did not did not expect the NHL to just be like, you know what, YOLO, let's play more games. Yeah, and this is really a testament to how well the league is going. And we'll talk more about that at the end. Uh, let's get to why the people are here. Let's make some predictions, shall we? Uh-oh. All right, so we're going to start in the Eastern Conference. We have the number one seed, Philadelphia Flyers, against the lower-seeded New York Islanders. The Islanders did a fantastic job in their series, dispatching of the Caps in five. Arlamov was fantastic. Uh, Matt Martin has been very underappreciated in this series. So shout out to Matt Martin there. Um, I do like this Islanders team a lot, but these are the Philadelphia Flyers. Carter Hart is on another level. Voracek is doing well. Derek Grant is being the player that he is even nate thompson's nate thompson scored a goal yeah that's when you know the series should just be over <laughs> so with that said i have the flyers over the islanders but in six games i think it'll there will be a couple of close games in there but i think it'll be philly on this one 
I'm going Flyers over Islanders, but in seven. Um, I think that I, I think that it's going to be a harder series than people might expect. And I think as we've seen, uh, the the Islanders just choke the life out of whatever team that they're facing. Uh, you know, Barry Trotz has has only gotten better, I think, as a coach uh, since going to the Islanders and defensively like they're just like it feels so weird to say this about the Islanders a team that like if hard pressed I could maybe name like a hand like a handful of people well I named two of them for you yeah yeah and like that's I mean I can get a couple more but like it's really a team of like completely random guys oh come on they're not the ottawa senators now i mean the ottawa senators is a completely made-up team they're not even real anymore i don't think uh but we displayed that (laughs) no love for anthony bovillier i guess i mean yeah like him and like matt barzal and nick letty's still there like it's just it's just like there's (laughs) he's still there i mean i guess there's like now there's more like Matt Barzell is definitely like superstar level material, but it's just a team that I feel like everyone sort of takes for granted, but they've been quietly very good. Uh, but I, I still think that Philadelphia is just going to be like peak Philadelphia. Like, come on, I, Josh, I just don't... Josh Bailey has been a star on this postseason. Yeah. And like, he's one of those players who I feel like if you asked like your average hockey fan, what does the name Josh Bailey mean to you? They would be like, uh, about, you know, they would just like, say that. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think it's going to be a hard series. I think it's going to be, I, I, I don't, you know, the, the Flyers had a hard enough time with, with Montreal. Like I, I'm kind of surprised that series didn't go to seven, but I'm really curious to see this one because I do think it's, it, it, I'm, I'm saying the Flyers are going to win, but I think that it's going to be, very close every night. Yeah. Uh, the other Eastern series features the second seed, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the fourth seed, Boston Bruins. That one is going to be kind of an intriguing series. We had none of those teams advancing on this one. So this one took us completely by shock that both of them made it. So I'll have you start on this one, the Lightning versus the Bruins. I feel like this is such a coin toss and inevitably like no matter what happens i i will be like oh you know unless like one of the teams gets swept or something like and any possible outcome i feel like is possible um but i'm going to go bruins in seven they just look like they're on a completely different level and unfortunately i just don't trust the tampa bay lightning and they i think they already announced that stamkos is out again yep so I, I, I'm going with the Bruins. I have the exact same prediction. Boston in seven. That's why I muttered under my breath when you said it. For a second, I thought maybe we were going to finally differ on one. No, stop looking at my, <laughs> my notes. I thought this is our big chance to finally disagree. <laughs> so I, I actually went back to my old MP3 audio and went back to my predictions. It turns out that I had the lightning choking in the second round this is when it happens they're going to choke in this round and they're going to choke in game seven and they're going to choke spectacularly i will go one further in my prediction they will have a lead late they'll have a one or two goal lead late in the game boston will come back like they always do 
it'll be just like Boston in 2013, Boston in 2018. They're they're gonna pull against the Lightning what they do against the Maple Leafs. Oh, against Boston. So on on this <laughs> one, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just really, really twisting the knife towards the Maple Leafs fans, and I apologize for that. Sort of. Don't be sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. No. I gotta be a little sorry. Be sorry to like the nice ones, like <laughs> our friend. Like I'm sorry to my friends who are Maple Leafs fans. Uh, I mean, it's only been 53 years. Anyway, <laughs> um, to be to be a little bit serious on this one. The Boston Bruins had a lot of crap happen last series with Tuukka Rask leaving the bubble for very good reason because family comes first. Family should always, always, always come first. That was the right call. With that said, their backup goalie is also a very capable goalie. It is Yaroslav Halak, the former Islanders goalie, who used to have a chant. They would always go clap, 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 clap. Yaro. Yeah, they're going to be bringing back that chant on this series. At least the fans in Boston will. Halak has won playoff series in the past. He can have that capability to really stand on his head and steal some games. So I do have Boston in seven. With Stamkos out, that is going to make a big difference. Okay, we have the Western Conference to deal with, and we have only two series, thank goodness, on this one. <laughs> Let's start with the one that starts tonight. Well, I guess I was... See, we couldn't stay up Friday. It was tiring, so just to make it authentic, we had to make these predictions before the playoffs started, and we didn't know it was going to be this fast of a turnaround. So we'll start with Colorado and Dallas. On, on this series, this one is going to be a very fun series. I derisively said that watch both teams average 10 goals a game combined. You're going to have like some 7-3s, some 7-4s, some 6-4, 6-5. There's going to be a lot of scoring in this series. So my little side prediction is that we're going to see 10 goals per game. My official prediction is it's going to be the Colorado Avs in seven Ooh. because when it comes down to it i guess i don't want to say mvp because he's not officially the mvp yet i'm calling it but i think nathan mckinnon is going to lead this team when the chips are down look at how he did against oh first off he destroyed the yotes last series then again so did the rest of the avs they proved that they can put up scoring in bunches. And they can come at you fast. They can come at you furious. Uh, someone that I think has been underrated for a long time. And I don't want to say there's a coming out party. Because he's always been a very good player. But Nazim Kadri has been one of the stars of the playoffs so far. He's scored, I want to say, five or six goals so far this postseason. And once again, we're going to throw some pain towards Toronto. The former Maple Leaf is doing it for the Colorado Avs. And they're all saying, why couldn't he do this for Toronto? Why couldn't he do this for us? Why did we trade him? Why did we do this? What were we thinking? Giving him up. Yeah, that. what were you thinking? What the hell? I love it. Yeah. 
Nazim Kadri, I could see him getting a couple of game-winning goals. He could get, I'm going to say, four to five goals in this series against Dallas, and they'll win it in seven. I think Kadri is going to be kind of the, the wild card on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Avs in six on this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a super fun series. Um, Colorado just at some at times looks absolutely unbeatable. Like Nate Thompson, or not not Nate Thompson. <laughs> um, Nate McKinnon just looks like he he's just taken it to another gear, and he he's very quickly becoming one of those players who, like, I want to watch Avs games to watch him play even if, you know, they're not playing my team or another team I care about. Like, he's just so good. I just want to um, watch more Avs games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, yeah, I think that they're just, it's just going to be super fun. I think that, like, I feel like Stars fans have been concerned about their offense, but they definitely showed in that last game against Calgary that they can score, and we're starting to get to see a lot of their young players really kind of step out onto the national stage. Um Miro Heiskanen has been looking amazing. Uh, Dennis Gurionov with his four goal game, mm-hmm. like it, it took him a while to kind of explode, but he he's certainly showing, you know, why he he should be a star in this league too. I I, I don't think that Dallas is gonna have it, uh, but I think it's gonna be super fun to watch. And yeah, like I like what you said about Kadri. Like he has been he's been super fun to watch, and he's that kind of like role player that every team needs. And I think he's playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because Toronto did trade him and, you know, look how much Toronto did him dirty. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I I think that like the best thing is that his game now, like the biggest knock on him in Cal in Toronto is, you know, he'd let feel like the feelings and emotion, like take over him and he would make dirty hits or do stuff that would get him in trouble. And like, that was a real problem in his game, but it seems like this was sort of the wake up call, maybe like this trade to and like to get that out of his game. And, you know, I obviously haven't watched every minute of every Avs game, but I'm not seeing the same kind of like, oh, look at that bad hit from Kadri that we did in the past. And I, I think that he is showing how much better of a player he is without the stuff that got him in trouble. And so I, I love it. I love seeing him elevate his game like this well i feel like he's turned his game around tenfold since going to colorado first off he is way better in the face-off dot than i remember him in toronto i remember uh back in i want to say 13 14 15 he was a liability in the face-off he was about as much of a liability as and i hate to say this (laughs) as much of a liability as adrian kempe can be in the face-off dot and you know I'm I'm telling the truth. Oh, I'm just terrible. being honest. I have uh, to be yeah, honest. I mean, I, I am not disagreeing with you at all. He's he's bad. <laughs> and I feel bad saying this, but Adrian Kempe's a true winger. Nazim Kadri, I thought was a true winger for the longest time. All of a sudden, he's become that stopper on the dot. When you have a critical face-off in your zone, he will win it. If you have a critical moment where you need just some offense, he will provide it. Someone else that I liked a lot in the last Colorado series that I think could get some more attention is JT Comfer. Comfer is another one of those role players that has made his way up on the lines, and I think he could be a difference also. But Colorado is just stacked. They're four lines deep. They are legit one of the deepest teams in the playoffs. 
And you have Kale McCarr. Yeah. You have Kale McCarr. Oh, man. Yeah. And they're another team that, like, I feel like didn't get to spend a whole lot of time this season with all of their lines together as the way they were intended to be because of injuries to basically all of their key players at one point in time or another. And now everyone is healthy. Everyone is ready to go. The the, the, the turnaround of the Colorado Avalanche from that like record setting terrible season to now, I feel like is going to become like the new blueprint for any team trying to get out of a quagmire and like trying to figure out how do you rebuild from the very worst you could possibly have been as a hockey team. Uh, with some draft picks, with some very good yep. signings. Yep. And just and, one. And Nate McKinnon turning into a beast somehow. <laughs> yes. One more thought for this series. I would love to see a Nazim Kadri Corey Perry fight at some point. <gasps> Yes. <laughs> because I know how yes. much you love Corey Perry. I just love seeing people punch him. <laughs> and I just love that he's a pest for some other team now. Instead and like, of the Ducks. I, I, yeah, instead of the Ducks. I feel like I can like him a little more freely now that he's not a Duck anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. There's one more series that we want to talk about, and that is the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks. The true enemies, the Vegas Golden Knights, they're the number one seed. They got the Vancouver Canucks. All right. Do you want to go first in this one or shall I? Um, I'll go. I'll, I'll go with my feelings. Um, this is definitely a series that is like head versus heart because as weird as it, as it is for a Kings fan to be rooting for Vancouver, um, I really don't want Vegas to win. <laughs> Um, I'm having a lot of fun watching Vancouver. Um, they just have, you know, aside from the ex King players who they have, who I love very dearly, um, they just have such a fun, like scrappy bunch of kids. It's like a cool mix of like veterans who have been there before sort of, and young guys who are just kind of playing with their hearts on their sleeves. And uh, Justin Morissette from Locked on Canucks has a really compelling case for why you should root for the Canucks. Go listen to Locked on NHL, guys. That's a good one. Yep. Last Monday's uh, episode, I talked with Justin and I was like, man, like, like you're really selling me on rooting for this team. And I just love seeing kind of like the scrappy underdog. But Vegas is just so good. Mark Stone is unstoppable. Um, I just, I don't know how Vancouver wins. So I'm going with Vegas in six, even though Uh. I feel dirty. (laughs) You know where I'm going with this. I do. I think I do. (laughs) Yeah. I made the same prediction. Vegas in six. Yeah. For the exact same reasons. Uh, Yeah. Vegas has too much firepower. They have too many weapons on their team. I don't even know which weapons to begin with. Do I start with their goaltending? Let's start with their goaltending. Why not? They have two world-class goaltenders, if you can believe that. One of them just played against their former team. Which, I'll admit, that was fun to watch. Oh, yeah. But it's still Vegas. That doesn't mean I have to like it, right? No. Right. I mean, Alec Martinez scored a goal and it was great. And I got to see him be happy. And I liked that. And but then you remember that, that he's a Golden Knight now. Yeah, I'm not rooting so, for that team. <laughs> you have to feel a little bit sad there. They pretty much dominated 
the Blackhawks, but the Chicago Blackhawks, they're they're a, they were a 12 seed, you know. Yeah, they, they were a 12 bad. seed. They did well against Edmonton, and that was it. Although Edmonton choked. The Vegas Golden Knights have Marc Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard. Remember Robin Leonard? I mean, he he was around your area for a while. Oh yeah, he and he. I feel like he has only gotten better, especially now that he's been given the uh, the chance to be like, all right, you are the starter. Here you go. Um, I I mean, he was just fantastic for Vegas. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see him go up against a team that is better than Chicago. Um, Vancouver, I think, will give him a little more of a challenge than than Chicago did. But Oh, they'll give him uh, way more of a challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this this Vegas team is just so stacked with talent. Their defense has, you know, Braden McNabb, Alec Martinez. <sighs> <laughs> a couple former kings there. But even their forwards... They have the Corsi King, Jonathan Marcheseau. They still have Max Patch already. They have Stone. They have Stastny, Stevenson, Smith. I mean, they're three to four lines deep, and they will come at you in bunches. But that's that's who I have. I have Vegas in six. <sighs> Derisively, I say I that. <laughs> I hate it too, because I want I want to be wrong on this one. Yeah, I want Vancouver to win. I would love to see a Vancouver Canucks Colorado Avs Western Conference final. That would be a more entertaining final. Oh yeah. And we're ending with talking about Vancouver because they were the last team or one of the last teams to advance beating the St. Louis Blues. In fact, they were the last team to advance because Philadelphia won the early game and then Vancouver won the late game. What do you think about the decision for the NHL to go ahead and just start the next series the next day. Honestly, I love it. Uh, I think that it's something that I've always sort of wished that they would do because just, just for, for momentum reasons, like taking a break, especially like a prolonged break. If both teams happen to finish their other series early, just really kills sort of the excitement for, for a little bit. And so I love that the NHL was just like, you know what, let's just keep rolling. And, uh, I think that we've seen from other teams that, you know, ended their playing round or their qualifying round early, the desire to just keep playing. And I, I like the fact that it seems that the NHL has listened to those yep. requests and are just like, well, the players want this. The players are saying, if you, if we, if we can go, we want to go. And they did it. And I, I, this is, this is one thing that like, I hope, I feel like there's many things about this bubble playoff that i would love to see stick in in a future world where maybe sports go back to normal Mm -hmm. and the the like let's just jump into the next round is one that i would love to see carry on into the future same here absolutely uh let me throw some bit of trivia at you you ready yep did you know this is the first time in nhl history that the first round didn't have any series that were a sweep or went the full seven. Huh. No sweeps, no seven games. Huh. Every you series know, I was, was actually like, I feel like that's the thing that I, I was wondering about. And I should have known that like you would have had that trivia. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know me way too well, Sarah. I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> I, I think I should be flattered. Question mark. <laughs> 
Thank, you thank, should, yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. So there's your did you know for today. Yeah, no game sevens, which prompted the start for Saturday. Well, the other reason they want to start it early is TV. They had the slot available for NBC Saturday night. They had a slot available for Sunday, also on NBC. They want those nationally televised games, and they will try to keep them as much as possible, which, again, is the absolute right decision to make as far as the league, as far as TV revenue, which is still mightily important, especially right now. Uh, When I saw the TV schedule come out this morning, it it was smart. Very smart of the league. Because you have Stars Avalanche, uh, Saturday Night, NBC. Bruins Lightning, NBC, which I don't like. I would have rather seen Vancouver versus Vegas as the NBC game instead of the NBCSN game, but that's just me. Whatever. (laughs) And then you have... Uh, Islanders Flyers starting on Monday on NBCSN. All these start times are staggered out enough that it leaves leeway. And even better, at the max, there's two games per city. And there's going to be plenty of time between each city that we're not going to have any incidents where it's going to carry over to the following day. Like, um, obviously that's very smart planning, but I'm going to miss the drama of like, sitting there watching a game going to overtime and be like, is this going to mess up everything else? The only, the only time that this could mess things up is much later in the calendar. If we get to like game fives or game sixes and they have to play a certain amount of games in a day. I, I want to say on the weekend games, like the 29th, the 30th of August, I think that's where we see three games in one day. Then you could see some drama. But aside from that, who knows? And that's if series go five or six, which I think every series is going to go at least six games. But also something else that I wanted to bring up as far as that was concerned, as far as scheduling, is there have been players and teams that have all said, we don't want to wait around. Time moves slower in the bubble. And because of that, you don't want to wait around too much. Yeah, I feel like especially for these players, like... It's not like they get to go home and hang out with their kids and, you know, catch up on their friends or whatever. Like they are focused in on on hockey and just just keeping rolling with that, I think, is the best thing they can do for for any of these guys. Yeah, I mean, they're just sitting around playing N64, baking, playing Canadian board games. I do want to, yeah, I do want to end on that very light note, which I think you're going to like. And one of those guys is Luis Domingue, the former Coyote and the former AHL goalie. So Luis Domingue, so he has gone on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, and showing what life is like in the bubble. By the way, there's also a YouTube video out with Luis Domingue on Sportsnet, and he shares life in the bubble. And it's really awesome. And I am jealous. If I had those amenities, I would want to be in that bubble. Absolutely. But part of that video and part of social media is he gets to tell everyone what life is like in their suites. And Luis Domingue is a world-class baker. Just a few days ago, he was making cookies for the entire team. Just a couple of days ago, he made an entire thing of banana bread from scratch. From scratch. Everybody get some bread. Everybody get some bread. Everybody get 
Can you believe that? I love it. And I also saw that he, you know, once Vancouver was officially on to the next round, he put something on Instagram or whatever and like tagged the new hotel that they're moving into and was like, <laughs> hey, like, hey, guys, we're coming. I need an oven. Like, I, I just thought that was like super fun. And I feel like this is, this is a topic for a whole other show whenever we have like <laughs> more time to kill in the like off season part two. But like, I feel like that's the kind of stuff that like I want to see more of get marketed and you know i'm very thankful for social media and the fact that like he can post stuff like this and it gets out there and we get to see this kind of like fun other side of of the players but like i would love for like those videos of the bubble to be like an even bigger thing and like more behind the scenes stuff and more like yeah show me this guy baking for his teammates i think that's super (laughs) awesome and I, i feel like it's also something that would make people think differently about hockey players because I feel like, you know, there's always the like, oh, they're just big, like, meathead athletes or whatever. But, like, this guy's making banana bread and cookies and it's, like, super cool. And it's the kind of stories that I think are most interesting to tell are those little goofy behind the scenes. Like, yeah, who on your team bakes things? Who on your team is the guy who always knows, you know, what wine goes with what food or whatever. Like, that's the kind of stuff I want to see more of. So do I. I absolutely want to see more of the behind the scenes stuff. I want to see more about life in the bubble. I want to see what kind of amenities they have. That way we can get jealous that we're not there. I have to admit, this kind of makes me want to visit the Ice District in Edmonton that much more, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, according to Mike Milbury, if I went to the bubble, I'd be a distraction. Oh, so I don't jerk. think I'm allowed in the bubble. That but, jerk. Like, you, you can go and like report back. <laughs> you, you can worm your way in the bubble and then let I'm, me know I mean, how it is. <laughs> you brought it up, but I will just say the faster we can get rid of Mike Milbury, the better. I mean, he has said stupid thing after stupid thing. We, we should probably save that for another podcast. <laughs> Because we can talk about this oh, for yeah. a while. Oh, and yeah. I did want to end on a positive note today. Yes. <laughs> That's why. Yes. So, positive. so bread. 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 Making bread is super awesome. <laughs> but something else that kind of caught my eye in the background of that cookie picture was that someone on the team brought video games. No, they didn't bring a PS4. They didn't bring an Xbox One. Someone brought a Nintendo 64 classic n64 and they brought uh, at least two games mario kart 64 and 007 goldeneye now you have said that you played a lot on n64 back in the day i wasn't good at it but i sure did kill some time in college and post-college on one well what games do you recall from n64 that you liked we were definitely big goldeneye people um and like mario kart I, again, not good at it. I watched a lot of people playing GoldenEye because, again, just super bad at video games. My hand-eye coordination is basically zero. Uh, but <laughs> it, it was among the arsenal of, like, we're really stressed out college students and need to go play some goofy video games for a while to, like, de-stress. That was, oh, yeah. uh, that, that was it. That was the jam. Uh, and then I, they brought some board games, too, by the way. Uh, one board game that they brought... Uh, that Luis Domingue mentioned was Super Talk or Super Talk 4. I had no idea what this was. I am a board game person, so I had to look this up. Apparently, Super Talk or Tuck is a French-Canadian board game, and it combines aspects of aggravation and sorry with Parcheesi and variation of card games. 
Yeah, that's what it is. And apparently, according to him, the games get super competitive because they actually put some money on these board games. Can you imagine doing that with your friends, putting money on them? Like, once again, like, I love that, like, like, I want to see more of this content in, you know, team social media and stuff is, is like, you think that, like, they're all sitting around playing Fortnite, but they're playing some weirdo Canadian board game that, like, their grandparents probably taught them or something. Exactly. Like, they're, they're playing old board games and old video games yeah. and making banana bread. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff we want to see. So yeah. NHL Best golfing, team- more banana bread. NHL, uh, no, I'm hungry. NHL teams, <laughs> if you're listening to this, that's the kind of content we want to see. That's the kind of content that will endear the players to the fans. It'll make them more accessible, in a sense, to the players. So that's what we want to see. All right. I think that's a great note to end on for this podcast. And Sarah, thanks once again for coming on this Sunday special. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to make predictions. And once again, I think agreed on all of them, except for like some of the numbers, but that's a minor point. Yeah. So we, we both have Vegas, Colorado, Philly, and Boston. Although we're both hoping for Vancouver. So please Canucks do, do us all a favor and knock Vegas out. Make me wrong. Make us wrong again. You know, maybe that's the thing. Maybe we're not going to get all the series wrong because we've been wrong on plenty of series before. Uh-huh. So if we're going to be wrong on one of them, please let it be that one. So if you liked what you heard, make sure to listen to both Locked on Kings and Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Sorry, Locked on LA Kings, Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And if you didn't lock, and if you didn't like our predictions, uh, we're the Contents Boys, and we're Locked on Sharks, <laughs> and 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 we swear a lot. So much bleeping. <laughs> As you heard by that laughter. So if if you don't like us, then, you know, you could always... I'm kidding. Uh, make sure to listen to all our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Sorry, that was too high. Your podcasts. That's better. And make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. If you want to talk hockey great we're bored none of our teams are in it so please 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 send us us, help us send us email you know get us out of this boredom we do not want to be in the doldrums of hockeyless summer so you could email me at locked on anaheim ducks at gmail.com and where can they reach you sarah i am on email at LockedOnLAKings at gmail.com, as well as social media on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. And me personally, I am on Twitter at RightSaidSarah. And how's the newsletter going? It is good. So for people out there who are either Kings fans because you're listening to my show or you're not Kings fans, but you want to snoop on the enemy because you're listening to the Duck Show, I have a king's newsletter called line to the throne it's at line to the throne.substack.com and uh right now i'm putting out some uh installments kind of going through my list of which teams that i personally am rooting for and would advocate for uh king's fans to wait, root for so wait, that I, is our latest content i thought vegas was the real enemy <sighs> i mean they are the real real enemy yeah I mean, as as my buddy Christian says, F. Clark County. 
<laughs> There's his Feels shout out. Uh, let's see. I'll do my plugs. You can hear this podcast. I did all that. Uh, Twitter. You can follow me at StimpyJD or follow the show at LO underscore ducks. Please send us your tweets. Send us your questions. Send us your email. We we want to talk to you all. We don't want to just talk to each other over and over. I mean, I don't mind, obviously. We don't mind. I mean, we have... No, we don't mind. But we, we We've wanna... got to do something with our time. Exactly. But we want to talk to you as well. So please email us. Please contact us on Twitter. Let us know if you like the show. And if you don't like the show, then listen to the Sharks. I don't know. <laughs> right. They've got something for you. Yeah. A lot of cursing. We We haven't been driven to cursing yet. Don't worry. If Vegas ends up winning that series, then maybe there will be some drinking and cursing uh, next time. The whole episode is just one long, like, siren noise because it's, like, all bleeped out. I look forward to that. All right. <laughs> Sarah, thanks once again. And let's enjoy this second round. Heck yes. All right. For Locked On LA Kings and Locked On Anaheim Ducks, uh, I am Jason Hernandez. And that was... Sarah Avampato saying have a good weekend enjoy the hockey and sarah does not have to do this quack 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 someday i'll quack with you i sincerely expect it i sincerely doubt that you might surprise me (laughs) have a good weekend everyone and ducks fly together